The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everybody, to I Love Braille this August 10th, 2023. My name is Linda Pykarski, also known as Linda Pye. I am facilitating in for Valine today. And as you know, the second Tuesday of every month is question and answer interactive. And it's a time for you to bring any question you have. Oh, there goes my clock. <laughs> it's noon. Um, any question you have about Braille? Uh, no matter how you feel it might be insignificant or whatever. So it's your time to show your stuff and your time to get the answers to some of those really interesting questions. And I forgot one important thing. This, Braille, this call about I Love Braille is sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind in San Francisco, California, and supported by the ACB. So um, how, do we, how do we have questions yet, um, Ibrahim? Uh, we have no raised hands yet. Oh, crickets. We have crickets. No question is, um, is too trivial. No question should be ignored. It's, because if you're thinking it, somebody else has already thought it. So, but if we don't have anybody who has um, questions, I have a few questions that I could propose. And one of them is, and this is something that I would be I'm interested to know for the newest readers of Braille or people who are still learning their Braille, because one of the best things when you're learning Braille is just to try and read stuff. So where do you get Braille, printed Braille material to read if you don't yet have a uh, e-reader? More crickets? <laughs> More crickets. Oh dear. Oh, we have Rick uh, with his hand raised. Oh, thank you, Rick. Uh, the obvious place would be National Library Service. And uh, I'm not quite sure how you get their phone number, but sure, surely they have a, you can Google a website just from National Library Service. Um, here in town is Wolfner Library, but that's, that only apply probably in Missouri. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, they, they still do Braille materials that they'll send out. They have audio cartridges, good lore, of course. And you can also download from BARD if you're techier than I am, which doesn't take much. Uh, yeah, they can get you, can get you almost anything you need in the way of books, magazines, and I'm not sure what. These are, I'm, I'm thinking of pr physically printed Braille. Yeah, hard copy, uh, the, pa right? the paper. Yeah, hard copy. That's the right word. The hard mm -hmm. copy. Oh, yeah. National Library Service still has that. Yeah. And, of course, there's National Braille Press if you want techie books or uh, kids books in hard copy. Yeah, I think that isn't it a really good idea to read when you're when you're I'm thinking right now people who are just learning so that they have a way to practice Braille because 
as we all know, the best way to learn Braille is practice, practice, practice. Mm -hmm. So, um, so those people would, I mean, those are sources for books, but the simpler the book, I think the better, as long as it can hold your interest. I mean, that, that can be challenging. Um, How about BANA, you know, Braille Authority of North America? Did they provide Braille material? Not sure. I haven't really tried them, but I think that they do have learning materials that you can uh, download or e-read or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of, of there. you know, one of the things I've noticed is there's a difference between reading on my e-reader and reading paper Braille because you have to track, you have to be more careful with your tracking when you're reading hard copy Braille. And I think it's an important skill to keep up. True. And, and I just recently noticed this. Um, Ibrahim, are there other, any other hands raised? We have Luis from Brazil. Uh, Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> Go ahead, Luis. Can you hear me? Yes, yes we, can. we can. Okay. Um, speaking about le learning Braille, because of it, I uh, insist in my opinion, that before learning, learning Braille in physical materials, the uh, children need to have the opportunity to play, to live their lives normally. Uh, I said it anteriorly before, but I, I, would like, I would like just to reinforce my idea. The children must... Mm -hmm to play, to participate in normal, normal life, because uh, Braille is a spatial uh, reading. One, two, three, four, five, six, okay? I don't know yeah. if I can explain my idea. I but I thank you. What, I, I think what you're saying is that children need first to develop the idea of spatial relationship yes, yes. in order to be able to comprehend the fact that a Braille cell is a, has, has its own spatial relationship. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's very good. And that's it's so good for children just to play normally, regardless of their visual abilities, you know? Yes, I think thank so. Thank you. I think I agree with you. I, you're right. <laughs> okay, Flat thank you. Thank it. you for the opportunity. <laughs> we have another raise hand, um, Jeannie. Jeannie. I just, I just want to reiterate that I totally, totally agree with that. Um, for children who are blind, getting their spatial orientation and their spatial concepts is so important. It's important for Braille. It's important for orientation and mobility. It, if they get those when they're young, it really helps them throughout the rest of their lives, no matter what they're doing. Even if you think about doing home skills like sweeping the floor or cleaning the kitchen counters, um, it's all about doing things in a pattern. So you have to know um, away from you and toward you and left and right and up and down. All those concepts are so, so important. And yes, I totally agree that children should play normally. Um, I don't think I knew I was blind or, you know, didn't think about it until I was like seven years old. 
when one day we were going to play something and a kid said, well, you can't play because you can't see. And I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean I can't play? You know, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's very yes. important. I don't, don't think that can be emphasized enough. Very good. I, when you spoke about orientation, that is, that is extremely important too, because that is your spatial relationship with, within the world. Yes. And how do you can't map things like how to get places if you don't have that concept of, of um, space, you know, cause that's, you're moving through space basically when you're, when you're walking around. Exactly. Excellent. Just, just to complete. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, there are studies, physicians that uh, agree to the idea that blind, blind children uh, have uh, uh, neurological problems because they are blind. It's uh, <laughs> for me, it's uh, <laughs> absurd. <laughs> no, no scientific yeah. basis. But there are studies uh, trying to huh. say that blind children have neurological uh problems what it's, it's, what kind uh what? for example uh difficulty to to move uh, uh problems in the neck uh muscles oh uh, they yeah, they said that blind students cannot move their necks <laughs> i don't oh, know that's, why <laughs> that's yeah that's messed up I haven't read the study, but um, I will say that, of course, I've been blind all my life. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I do have a lot of memory of when I was little. And I don't know whether it's a neurological thing or more a thing that we can't see other children who are blind. Because when I was small, I used to hold my head down, you know, instead of holding it up like most people do. But it wasn't yeah. a neurological thing. I didn't see other people how they were standing yeah. or sitting. And so when I was told to hold my head up, I'm like, huh, you know, at first I didn't know what they were talking about. So I had to be shown how to hold my head up because I didn't know that it wasn't natural just to drop my chin down to my chest. It felt good right. to me. So I, I think <laughs> that might be part of it too. And I'm not doubting the study, but I, I think there might be more at play there and some variables that they may or may not have considered. Yes, that's very, very true. That's very true. Uh, uh, unfortunately, we've gotten away from Braille. Um, one other, Ibrahim, uh, are there any other hands raised? We have Eric with his hand raised again. Okay, oh good, Rick. Just one more observation on, on that previous point is not only do you not have the, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, since you can't see other kids, you don't know how you're supposed to hold your head. That's quite true. But also, for sighted people, there is a self-reinforcing advantage to holding your head up because you can see a lot better. And for us, it doesn't make a rest behind what position our head's in as far as what we can see. Right. So it's just not the, not the automatic, well, this is, of course, what you should do because it's to your advantage. Well, it isn't really other than socially. So, um, right. And another thing that people might uh, say, well, is you guys tend to move slower and cautiouser. Well, damn right we do because we don't know what the hell's uh, going to jump up and bite us. So, right. yeah, of course we'll move slower. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very true. 
back, back to our original point, um, the through the Library of Congress, you can also get Braille on demand. So you can get, a, I think it's a book a month of hard copy Braille. Any, um, any book that's already in their live in the library, they can reproduce for you in Braille, and you get to keep it. So that if there's a book that you as a new reader have always been wanting to read, and it's one that you're familiar with, that would be a wonderful way of getting your practice for Braille in. And I'm just putting that out there. I've done that. Um, I have, of course, I have the e-reader, which I love, but I have also gotten the book that I want to read um, in hard copy so that I can keep that tracking ability up. That's a great idea, yeah. Yeah, now we're open for more questions. We can move on to another question if we have one. We have um, Jody. Oh, Jody, hello. Yes, hi, Linda. Hi, hi, uh, Abraham. Hi, everybody. Um, yes, I was. That's what I was going to mention is the Braille on demand, and that's especially great for uh, cookbooks. You know, oh, and, and yeah. I think you can get five books a month. I mean, you can really take advantage of the program, and it's it's really neat. But I, I was also going to comment I, about. Oh, sorry. I I did go back to the website to see, and when they re originally released it, it was just one. Oh, one book, book per month. month. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but well, how, but I mean, you great could read five book. books a month. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, getting back to to what you're talking about before about children learning when they're when they're young, I think that uh, another factor are overprotective parents that might not let their kids explore. And I know several people that get lost crossing a room because they never had that opportunity to to get lost when they were little. And wow. but now I also know several uh, adults that are sighted <laughs> that also yeah. really never explored when they were kids, too, and, and have a terrible sense of direction. Um, hmm. So that, that's definitely a learned skill and, and is very important. And I don't think it should be ignored. Well, you know, you, there's a lot of people who who say I don't you know, I north, east, south, that doesn't make any sense to me. And. And when you were sighted, you got the sun to tell you which is which. So it is is—it is definitely a skill that is, actually, I don't think people value it as much as it is valuable. Well, they don't have them anymore. They can just rely on GPS and, you know. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and there is that. And nobody learns math anymore because they just use calculators. And, use their calculators. Isn't that a mistake? Yeah. yeah. Math is fun. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> totally. <laughs> We have another raised hands, Marsha Summers. Oh. Marsha. Yes, that it is five books a month because I get I've, I've just ordered my five books for August. And there's oh, a place wow. there's a there's a place that you sign up and I can't remember the name of the uh something something monkey and you survey monkey. Yeah, so you fill out a form. And then you can get five books a month. I'm I'm building my library, and I'm since I'm a new Braille person, um, I'm um, getting simple books. And I do want to yes. recommend Valim's book, 
that he's put up for grade one. And I've been studying for a year and a half, but his books are just so spaced and, and take time with the corners. And um, it, it's just, his, his books are just phenomenal. I just really love them. I have another question, which is probably well, not, well, go ahead. Masha, before you, before you move away from Valine's books, they're on BARD? No, no, no. You you get them. You just send an email to Valine, which is when you go to um, no the I, I switch subjects on you. I do that because I get excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, but yeah, you can sign up for the books and you can get those. Now Valine has grade one books that he has put together. He's working on grade two, but his grade one books. I got, and I don't think the recordings are ready yet, but the books... Are you talking about his course? Yes. Oh, his course. Okay. I, I so, didn't know. Go ahead. Yeah. It's it's Braille 101 you're talking about, correct? Yeah, I just didn't use the right words for it, but... I, well, no, I, I, I thought he actually had pulled together regular reading material and not um, learning material. I'm sorry for interrupting you. I want That's I want you because I don't want to I don't want to confuse everybody. I can do that really well. <laughs> <laughs> um no, you just send an email to him mm -hmm. asking for his um course in in grade one oh one. Yep. And, grade one oh one is the course. And I'm just going back to the very beginning and doing it. Um you know, he'll take a whole page for F well, a whole book for F, G, and H. And mm -hmm. in the beginning, um, at the top, it'll just have the H, and then it mixes the H with the D and with the F, so you get a chance to know the corners. And um, I all, somebody wanted to say something. No, I was, I was, I was understanding what you meant about the corners because I never think of Braille as having corners. But yes. Okay. Well, people yeah. will say that's a corner, and um, and then in between those, he has um, a three six at the bottom, which which is encouraging me to use the whole pad of my finger, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm being a piano player, I'm used to using the tips of my fingers. Oh yeah. And so it's giving me a chance to explore that I may have some neuropathy. So. I'm having to go to the side of my index finger to feel the twos and the fives. And I didn't know I had the problem until Willem's books. And um, so I'm just taking my time. The other thing that I'm able to do with his books is check out every finger and the thumb. So I'm training oh. all 10, uh, all uh, eight fingers to Very read those. Things. So it's, it's been a, his books have just been wonderful for me. Um, the other thing that I wanted to ask, and it's not a Braille question, but it is an East Bay Center for the Blind question, is that I saw on the, on the I don't know, somewhere on there that there's a course in fusion. And I wondered if you knew anything about that. And um, because I just got fusion and I'm very confused and very frustrated. <laughs> Yeah, I've tried to use Fusion too, and I've been very confused and frustrated. And I am very interested in 
whatever it is that you're speaking about. I don't know. Um, I can't. I can't speak to that topic at all, unfortunately. But well, I will when, be researching it. When you go on the website, he talks about. Oh, uh, I love Braille. There's a website that you yes. can go to, or an e. There's an email and there's whatever. So when I went on there just to explore, I saw that mm -hmm. thing about fusion. And uh, um, I'm I open to anyway. Every, sorry. Every Go I ahead. think you could uh, email e info at East Bay Center for the blind.org um, and see if they can assist. Uh, or assist with the kind of fusion. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, it's a new thing, and it, it's wonderful um, <laughs> when I can figure we, out how to use it. <laughs> we do also have another day stand, if you're ready. Yes. Who's next? iPhone. Um, could you unmute and identify yourself, please? Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, uh, this is Denise. Hello, um, Denise. Hi, I'm in California, and I wanted to respond to uh, something earlier where people were asking about where you might be able to get Braille books. Yeah. Uh, so several things have been mentioned. The National Library Service, of course, um, National Braille Press, um, mm -hmm. the American Action Fund for Blind Children and Adults. That might be a, a resource. And also, uh, there's a place called Seedlings Braille Books for Children. And mm -hmm. that's S-E-E-D-L-I-N-G-S, -E -E Seedlings Braille Books for Children. So all of those are places where you could get Braille books. Some of them, like uh, Seedlings and uh, National Braille Press, you might have to purchase them. But um, anyway, um, I thought I'd mention that. And I'm, I really hope that the National Library Service will make e-readers available to everyone, even students who are starting out with Braille with grade one. Um, and, and of course, the hard copy, like you said, is important too. But I think both are really great and that um, students, even though we're using grade one, should be able to get the e-reader or the Zoom Max and, um, and start using it because it's very helpful for, for uh, people who have neuropathy that have a difficult time with the paper braille. Why is that? Because the uh, the dots on the e-reader or the Zoom Max are very sharp, and they're easy to feel with your fingers. Yes, yeah, I have noticed that too, and that's a good thing. Electronic Braille is easier for me personally. I um, it's Deborah, uh, by the way. Here, uh, good morning. Thank you, Deborah. Good morning. Um, yeah. So. I have had to sort of retrain myself to read um, hard copy Braille because I my my focus uh, decided to to break on me. I do have Ooh. an old I do have an old Braille sense which thankfully I'm using. Uh, 
But what I'm finding is that with some of the hard copy Braille that you get, um, I'm finding the, uh, I don't know what it is, the, uh, the, the printers that are being used. Um, there's a lot of mistakes in uh, a lot of Braille errors in some of these books. And it sometimes it makes it very, very hard to read. And when you're trying to concentrate and you're in the middle of a, of a story, um, you know, it just, it just sort of uh, just breaks everything. Like it just wears on your, your concentration. And so uh, I kind of wish that the e-readers were available here in, uh, in Canada because oh, that's right. that You're up there. we could hook up to um, uh, now SELA, mm. the uh, equitable, equitable library services um, and, and uh, Bookshare have partnered with us. And, um, but the Braille displays that we have to buy are very, very expensive. Oh, very wow. expensive. I'd like to make a suggestion along those lines because I totally get that. Um, one of the, there are two different e-readers that they're using in the United States. They're using the Zoomax, and then there's also one from Humanware. And I think Humanware is actually based out of Canada. So maybe if you can contact the powers that be, see if maybe Humanware and the libraries there in Canada would agree to get together and try to do something similar to what's being done in the United States. And as far as I know, not all the states have e-readers yet, but they will. And you do need to let your cooperating library know that you're interested in Braille in order mm -hmm. to get one of the Braille readers when they are in your state. The, um, mm -hmm electronic readers and in terms of the mistakes there are some companies for example i know um national braille service sometimes when they print or when they braille materials they use something called jiffy braille and i don't know if that may contribute to some of the mistakes or not but anyway mm -hmm. this is Jeannie. thank you i am so glad to know that other people notice mistakes like that a lot of them because as a new Braille reader, I'm often hesitant to say, you know, that's wrong. But mm -hmm. yeah. then, I, then I, I did run across a name that I knew was supposed to be one way and it was not Brailled that way. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that is a mistake. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> when you can finally get that positive confirmation that you're not nuts, there is a mistake in the Braille. That's right. <laughs> that's it. That's right. Mm -hmm. This right. is Kim. Um, I need Hi, to warn. I need to warn you though that if there's a mistake in the hard copy, even if you're reading on a braille display, it's going to have that same mistake there. Right. The braille displays are not, you know, super perfect. They're only going to show you what's what, in the file. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and it's the same file that's used to produce the hard copy. Right. So, yeah, the mistake is if it's there, it's there. I've actually downloaded a, a, a file on, on electronically, mm -hmm. and I am actually reading that same book, the one that 
So I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. I noticed though, when, when I first got my Braille edge, now the Braille edge of course is, is, is out of date. It's not being made anymore, but uh, I noticed that there was, um, there was some, um, uh, some mistakes and I thought maybe it had to do with that. I didn't know uh, the unified English Braille that well. I'm, mm-hmm. I was so used to the, the, um, uh, what I called at the time normal Braille <laughs> that I learned <laughs> that I learned in Braille in grade one. And mm-hmm. um, so I thought, oh, you know, it's, it's probably that it's just something that I, that I don't know, but I'm going to, I'm going to check this out. And uh, now I have an old Braille sense, which I'm thankful to have because I, you know, without my focus, I, I wouldn't have any, uh, uh, braille display but it also teaches me a very very good lesson to keep some hard copy stuff especially um if you if your computer crashes on you and you have absolutely no way of getting it getting everything back which happened to me i lost oh. everything my books oh. my oh. uh the song oh. lyrics i had from the church two years worth of uh of songs Fortunately, oh. I was able to, uh, when I got the, this old Braille sense, I was able to get the SD card into the, into the Braille sense. And as painful as it was, I sat down and over a period of days, Brailled, literally Brailled with my Perkins Brailler, which I'm oh. also so thankful to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I shooting. Brailled two years worth of songsters, songs, lyrics that I've got. And that's what I've made up my mind to do. Every time I get a new song that I'm gonna uh, that I'm gonna need, it's gonna go in hard copy braille, also on my SD card, and mm-hmm. so that I can keep that. And uh, so that was a very valuable hard lesson to learn. No kidding. Are you able um, to get your focus fixed? Oh no, no, that's uh, no, that's uh, toast. kaput. Yeah. Toast. Oh, yep. <laughs> Too bad. When, okay. when you're ready, we do have to modernize hands. Okay. Who's next? Patty. Patty. Just trying to unmute. <laughs> so you may need to get the got it button. Okay, we can move to. Jody again. Okay, Jody. Yes, I um, I think that po- probably the errors are coming from the fact that uh, the, the books are being scanned with OCR and then translated with a translation program that might not be as accurate as a uh, transcriber. Right. But it's a matter of, um, I would say, inadequate proofreading. Of course, that's very labor intensive too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. But uh, but uh, you know, still, I would rather have the errors and have the braille than to have to wait for the long process <laughs> of having things yes, handwritten I, and hand trans- yeah. transcribed. I totally can, agree. I agree. Yeah, yep. I mean, we can figure out the errors. So I, I'll forgive the computer. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Uh, let's. See if Patty can get unmuted. Patty, are you there? 
Accenter computer request to unmute. And looks like, unfortunately, she is can't get unmuted. Um, perhaps she stepped away. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, no other raised hands at this time. There are no other raised hands. Okay. Well, I think the benefits of reading Braille on in on an, a refreshable Braille, Braille device versus reading hard copy Braille is something very interesting to consider. Um, I just said we don't have raised hands, and then Rick raised his hand. And Rick raised his hand. Okay, Rick, go ahead. Okay, do have a pregunta tonta. Anyway, you mentioned uh, fusion, and I'm not familiar with that. Exactly what is that in a real context? Oh, it's JAWS plus Zoom Zoom text. It's So it's JAWS with magnification. It's, it's an offering from um, Freedom Scientific or whatever they're okay. calling themselves, the Vespero. Um, I have found- I know because, that they're still calling themselves. Yeah, there is a Zoom text still. Um, I am a Zoom text user, but I'm, I'm extremely using extreme magnification and I've, I have definitely reached my limit of magnification. And I because I am so used to using the mouse that I'm having a very hard time using Fusion. So, um, uh, that's why I'm very interested if, if there's something on the East Bay Center for the Blind about how to use it. I want to get into that. I'm in the but same again, boat, Linda. Mar this is huh? Marcia. I'm in the same yes, boat. Marcia. I've reached magnification to 10. And it's so yeah. big that I can't find where I want to go. So right. it, in using Fusion... Maybe the cat got the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that I, that I am doing is that um, when I put my a cursor over something, it will read it. So, yes. it, so, and I really love that. And I'm just trying to figure out how to manipulate, um, to make it read more to me. Yeah. And, um, and, and uh, somebody told me that there's lots of videos about how to use fusion, but when I go, <laughs> it just tells me, it just tells me the new things, you know, um, no, but there's, I always, Videos, videos for a blind person are just counterintuitive. Yeah. Just let me put that out there. That's right. It's right. But um, I, I did look up the hotkeys. And mm -hmm. um, so I would say that I'm sort of using Zoom text with a, with a JAWS kind of feel to it. Because I, I, mm -hmm. I just knew I had to move on. I could not stay yeah. with Zoom text. And right. um, I, I hear everybody talking about... Uh using jaws and i'm saying well what is this you know i don't have to look at the screen yay yeah. and yeah. i mean i just finished 12 weeks of a voiceover help so i'm trying to mm. keep up with the loss of sight linda so i'm glad to know that i'm not alone in this oh you okay. are not alone if, if there are no other questions i'll look at fire another one okay, okay. good Go for it. The, um, okay, so, the oh, dot five used to as a continuation thing. Normally, it'll be a computer address, and you'll see so much of it written in a dot five. Then the next line, they go to they go to you know continue it. Okay, clear enough. But I think I've also seen that in an expression where you have a slash, um, word one slash word two, and 
they'll say like word one slash dot five, then go to the next line and then with word two. And I'm wondering, is that legal? And can you even do that with hyphenated expressions? Oh. Wow. <laughs> Let's see if anyone Crickets. can help. <laughs> that, yeah. Where's Valine when we need him, right? Yeah. <laughs> where is he today? Yeah, where is um, he today? Oh, Valine is sick. He's sick? Yes. He oh, has to. Yes. Um, okay, since we don't have raised hands on that particular question, uh, we do have Scott. No answer for that. Head. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I saw, All right. I saw Patty ready. come up. Is Patty is Patty unmuted? I can't unmute. Oh, sorry, well, Patty somebody... is unmuted. Um, but uh, oh, if you don't mind, I, can we oh, go I to have... Scott first? Can you? Yes, we don't, we'll, yes. Have, Can you I've hear me waiting. now? Patty, we yes, can. We can. Yes. Okay. But, well, um, if you oh. don't mind, Patty, can we just sure. move to Scott first? Yeah. Oh, sure. Mean? Well, while okay. ago, unmuted, mention, okay, mention was, was made while ago of Zoom, of like Fusion, Zoom text and the like. And I know many people have found the use of, of um, combination of, of speech and Braille useful either as a, as a, as a kind of, you know, additional thing or like just additional feedback or maybe a learning aid for like learning to use the braille display. At least they can on the computer, they can at least know what's happening from the speech. In the meantime, something like that, I guess. It could be. But what I'm just curious to know if anyone has uh, somehow found the use of, of a combination of, of braille and large print, you know, braille and magnification on the computer. Mm -hmm. if it's if found it helpful at all. Huh. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be something interesting to research or find out more about, I suppose. Well, it would certainly confirm any what you're yeah. feeling, and right. I think Especially that if you're, as a, if you're as new a at Braille yeah. and you want to, you still want to know at least what you're, you know, still want to get. You're trying to get something serious done, and you want to. And you, you want to have a way of knowing what's happening with the computer, but, you know, so at the same time, so in other words, you're looking at the large, you're looking at your screen and, but then you're, you're at least making an attempt to try to learn to use Braille on the computer at least. And you can, yeah, if you can you would have kind to, of follow along, if you can to. kind of follow them together, right. sort of put them together, you can, it'll let you know what's. That would be, however, you would need to make sure that your magnification program, and in this case, you would have to have fusion. The opinions expressed yeah. on the ACP Media to. Network are those of the respective program <laughs> contributors <laughs> and cannot be assumed to Thank serve you. as endorsements <laughs> of <laughs> products or views of the American Sorry, All right. Okay. All right. Um, the the uh, not every every screen reader has the capability of interacting with the braille display. So, right. so that's that's what I that's the only thing I'm suggesting is that I know Fusion does because it has the JAWS engine built into it. 
but I don't know if you can use like NVDA. Well, that has, that's, that will do it. And narrator will use a, a braille display. However, you would have to use it in conjunction with magnification on a Windows machine. Right. And probably so the same with NVDA too. Well, NVDA, I don't think NVDA, well, yeah, you could use the Windows magnification with NVDA, yeah. So, but boy, you put layers like that onto computers and you, you do start to get uh, wonky. Sure you have plenty of RAM, I guess. That's where the 32, <laughs> 16, 32 yeah. gig of RAM is coming and in. You better have a really good video card. Oh, yeah, I imagine that too. Anyway, that's pretty much all I had. Then you can go on to Patty. Okay. Thank you very much, Scott. Patty, you still there? Hanging in there? Yes, I'm here. And okay. I just wanted to say that uh, in, with regard to the East Bay Center, um, they, there is, they do teach fusion, but you could maybe learn it by phone. I'm going to check. I'm trying to get hold of one, the instructor now to see if that's possible. The problem I am having with trying to learn fusion is I don't know a lot of the basic Windows shortcut commands because I'm so used to using the mouse. And nowhere oh. in any of the freedom scientific training materials do they ever mention the fact that, oh, this is not a, this isn't a fusion command. This isn't a fusion shortcut or a, or a JAWS shortcut, you know? So it took me a few months to figure that out because I kept thinking, well, how do I do this? You know, I need to do this first. And it was because it was a straight Windows command. So just be aware of that if you're trying to learn something like that. Um, but we got, we, do, we got anybody? We do have a few more raised hands. Um, okay, who's next? It's going to go to a new person, Diane. Diane. Hi, I'm Diane from Ohio. Um, have you been in, have you been on a I love Braille call before? I have, yeah, a couple. Oh, um, okay. I have an example of a regular person, and my mother told us about this. Um, this mother, she didn't let her kids play regular sided kids. She did not let them play with construction construction paper and scissors and paste and things. And when they got to school, they couldn't do it. Wow. And that's an example. They could not do it. She didn't want to put up with the mess. And the Whoa. one girl was normal. Terry was normal and Rick was kind of retarded, but Terry now she couldn't do it. And she was a normal kid because she wouldn't let them do it at home when they were wee little. Wow. So and that's and just, some, you know, some things, if you don't learn them at the appropriate time, it makes them really hard to learn later on. Yeah. It's very yeah. interesting about human development. Yeah. Thank I you. I also know of a case it, it's Deborah again um, with um, belonging to the Canadian council of the blind and speaking to uh, other Braille instructors that um, due to some culture beliefs and, and things like that, some of the parents don't, they actually don't want 
their children, their blind children, to bring their Braille homework home. They'd rather them do the homework. Anything to do with uh, blindness um, situations or Braille or even the use of a white cane, they don't want that in the, in the home environment because they see this as, um, they see uh, any kind of a disability as a weakness. So Jeez. anytime the, the children need to do anything with Braille or learning, they have to do it and stick with it at school, not the home environment. And I find that that's so awful to yeah. do that to um, to do that to a child. It is. It's yeah. well, it's tying their hands behind their back. I mean, it is. It is. Yeah. It's so sad. So sad. It is, and that's major denial. It's like mm -hmm. you have to accept the fact that, yeah, this is just a different way of doing things, it's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. It fascinates me that the, that the Braille, reading in Braille activates the same part of the brain that reading visually does. Of course, yeah, it does. Listening. Absolutely. Listening activates a different center of the brain. And I yeah. think that's very telling. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Ibrahim, who's next? Uh, next up is Marsha Summers. Marsha? Are you there? Away. Oh, away. Okay. We can move to no, Jody. No, can you hear oh. me? My, <laughs> yes, my, can. my screen is so big, I couldn't find unmute. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to say something. Uh, Scott got me into that. Seedlings, when you order their books, you can they're in print and Braille. And I have a friend who, who wrote Braille for kids in 2002. So she's familiar with it. But when we get together every day and um, she can, I can read the Braille to her and she's got the print, you know, if, mm -hmm. so if somebody wanted to partner with somebody over the phone to practice their Braille, this is a good way to do it. That is. With the seedling books, with the print and the Braille. The other thing, yeah. I've got a couple people now that are like, I call them snail Braille uh, ladies, you know, because we mm -hmm. send little notes to each other. And um, the other thing is, there's somebody that, like we were reading Amelia Bedelia, and we're doing cladding with a chance of meatballs. So I'm having, mm -hmm. um, I'm having my friend Carol read the, um, read the sentence but it's in grade two. And I've learned grade two intellectually, but not reading it in Braille. Ooh, oh, dear. So I know, oh, dear, is right. <laughs> because I thought if I had it mentally that I had it. No, that's not at all right. You know, right. I did it wrong for so long. So she reads it and then 
when I go to read it in contracted Braille, it's working out really nice because um, I can say the, oh, okay, so these, are, and so she can check me out if I got the dots right. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm, when I'm reading, after she's read it, I know what the sentence is, but now I'm, I'm reading the Braille and, you know, I know what it is. It's, it's, it's connecting those two now. So it's just another little hint of finding a friend, you know, that you can work mm -hmm. with. And also um, we know that Sunday and Tuesday is the Braille room at six o'clock which they pair you with somebody to work with you, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's that's how I even got into Braille was because of the Braille room. Okay. Oh, excellent. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> we do have um, the other day's hands. Oh, um, and we're running yeah. out of time, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we, we 12 will. minutes to the hour. <laughs> yep. Okay. okay. So who's next? So um, I'm just going to move to new people. Uh, Michael Moore. Michael, haven't heard from you today. I'm here. Yeah. I was going to comment that Braille, Braille needs to be as equivalent as print, basically, in, you know, how you access it. Because print's everywhere. Braille should be everywhere, too. Because, you know, especially with younger kids, like, like you pointed out, mm -hmm. Braille needs to be, every, you know, even, okay, I, I remember when I was little, I was over at a friend's house, and even on his dresser drawers, he had like little labels on his dresser drawers of what, you know, like what clothes was being, you know, what drawer. Like, for example, like shirts or socks or or whatever in, in, uh, in a drawer or shorts or whatever, you know? Yeah. Just little labels like that. Label around the house a little bit. Just to... Labels around the house. Yep. See? The more you, and that's practice, practice, practice. It is. It is. And also, like, even there's, like, even for kids and adults, or, or both, you know, especially for people who are newly blind or whatever, there's such thing as, called, like, pre-Braille, I guess, is stuff like that, because you can learn how to use your touch and develop it and, and, and develop it somehow. Because mm -hmm. I remember when I was little, I don't know what these doohickeys were called but they were some kind of like different like little dots and they were in different shapes and you could feel like if they're rough smooth what type of like material or whatever or just how are they made it you know so yeah. helping tactile your making making your tact making you tactile aware yeah i'm not which... yeah yeah i'm not gonna explain that kind of stuff i just <laughs> I just go by doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. You go. Okay. Ibrahim, who is next? Okay, next up is Jody. Jody. Yes. You know, I, I always thought Legos would be a great introduction to kids just because they have to uh, be able to, you know, manipulate little yeah, pieces those. with their fingers. But I was going to mention to Marsha, and uh, Linda, you probably didn't know this, but Marsha, you can go in and change the... Um, accessibility features in your Windows machine so that you've got white letters on a black background and you can also make the print bigger and that might help you with your um, you know with your magnification well when you, when you need 10 you're already 
I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. not. Then they're done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I don't. This is some. This is a fun fact that I learned. When you are using times eight magnification, and imagine a um, chessboard, if you if you know what they're like, you are looking at one single square of a chessboard when you're yes. using times eight magnification, and that's a huge difference. So yeah. Yeah. No, actually, what I would I do use, is I would. I would use the mag. I would use the uh, uh, the inverted colors and the and the large print just as an orientation for where I was, and then I'd use Jaws for listening to it. Uh, yeah, I do. I do use that, uh, Jody, and I've been using oh, you that do? For, okay. a long, for a long time. But Linda, I thank you for that picture of a one square of a chessboard because I've never been able to explain that to anybody. Yeah. I can only see an eighth of the screen, so I don't know where to go. And, and you see so a sixty fourth. You see a sixty fourth of the screen. And yeah, there's the so, thing. And when you go on Overcast or on a website, there's so much stuff that I quit mm -hmm. using Facebook because they, they mm -hmm. put too many words in there. I can't find out where I want to be. And they so always just, change it too. That was the other thing. <laughs> they were always changing the format of Facebook. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I used to use a, a telescope to look at the blackboard and everybody was like, well, you can see the board. And it's like, you know, but if you're looking at A plus B plus C, first you have to find the A and then you have to find the B. And, you know, you, your your magnification is so great that you can't look at the whole word all at once. And but you got to remember they, everything. Right. Exactly. And then and then look down to write it down and then try to find your place. And, and I, I just people didn't seem to get that you know it wasn't really a viable way to access information no. and and no, again it, it it's all it's all an efficiency you know if it's more efficient then you you know use the braille and and that and if it's more efficient you know it, it's you do whatever's the most efficient but yes absolutely thank you jody thank you uh, and rick is our last hand and we oh, seven okay, minutes rick? to the hour yeah, I'll just make it quick. Uh, yeah, the print plus Braille is great, and I, I didn't think about ceilings. That's absolutely right. Um, the kids' books from National Braille Press also have the uh, Braille plus print. I, I read to kids at the daycare center uh, here in town. And uh, so we, we have the NVP has just a whole raft of really cute kids' books. They have uh, board books for babies and toddlers and also um like age three to eight four to seven four to nine uh in in those ranges there's all kinds of really cute books that you can share with kids are they Over. are they braille braille and print yes hard copy braille and oh, also cool. they have the print and pictures oh wow so, yeah we've read them to our grandkids too oh how nice yeah, it's you can also nice borrow books from the American Action Fund too. They have a borrowing library. Oh wow! I yeah, used to get those. Press, you have to have to buy them, but they're you have to buy them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe like five to twenty bucks each. I got a book of poetry. Well, it was it was haiku that from. Perkins and it was it had an it had the text and then it had overlay of a see-through braille brailled 
of each particular haiku. Are they all like that? Or right. How, yeah. They are all like that. Oh, it's all an overlay thing. Yeah, it was spiral bound, was it? Uh, most of them are, um, what do they call them, comb binding? Yeah. Okay. I think that's how most of them are. It's really amazing. And the, what you well, except the board books, of course, are, you know, how they are. But, you know, they're glued together. Pretty yes. sturdy, but still. I know, my daughter ate three. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, I'll get off. Give somebody else a chance. Thank you. Thank you for um, participating. We, we have no further raise at this time and four minutes to the hour. Okay, four minutes to the hour. Well, we've covered can a I lot say of something today. really quick? This is Nikki. Oh, you can even say it slow. Okay, <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have mentioned this, I might have missed it, but. Do you, you know, there, the BARD has, or not BARD, but NLS has the Braille on Demand program now that you can get books, you know, that you can keep and they're for free. And I don't know if they have, you know, kids books or learning book, but if, if it's a book that, you know, some of the books they have are novels that you might have found comfort books or classics and when you were growing up and it might be a motivation to learn because it's something that you really enjoy. Yes, we 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 did talk about that a little bit, but the one, one thing that you you mentioned is any book that is in the NLS library that they've already got brailed, you can get for your own keep copy. Yeah, and I love that you call them comfort books because that's actually what I've done. Is the first one I ordered was that, and you may not remember this because I had it mis misremembered is you get you can get five a month from I your own national many your, there were, your yeah. own service yeah yeah well I thought it was one for some reason I thought I, I thought I had seen it maybe when because I did see the original announcement yeah. so maybe in the beginning they were only going to do one at a time yeah it but was it only is, one when it started out oh well thank you so now I know I'm not nuts well <laughs> not in that uh, respect <laughs> Yes. Michael yes, has raised his hand again. Okay, yeah, did. okay. Another thing is you want to think about is especially if it was like learning Braille or whatever. If you were to get the book in Braille, like an on-demand book from Bard, and you have a way to read along with the audio, that could mm -hmm. also help your speed too. Have it playing, and you try to keep up with the narrator. Right. That's another way you can do it. That's it's well. It's all practice. Yes. Well, and that's a good idea too. I I wouldn't have thought of that, but that's a good idea because if you're using one of the talking book players or a Victor, you can slow it down. And you can even mm -hmm. slow it down slower than what's considered zero. So that's a great idea. Oh yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I remember when when I was little, my VI teacher told me to do it with my uh, with the books I got on tape from at, at that time my textbooks were from recording recording for the blind and dyslexic used to be called now it's now it's uh, learning ally yeah. so I, I would listen um, and read at the same time sorry we have one minute to the hour and <laughs> Rick has his raised has a hand raised um okay is it okay if we go over a bit sure just a quick correction. These National Braille 
uh, press books are spiral bound. I don't know what I was thinking, but I oh, went right. to look at a couple of them. Yep, they're spiral bound. <laughs> it's they're, that's pretty that's much correct. the same. That comb and the spiral, they they function almost identical. So yeah, thank you all very much. Okay, so we've come to the end of the hour, and um, we have what? a nice Oh, we do. Um, okay. Uh, the end. Um. Yeah. I I have a question. Um. I was told that I could join the Braille Together list. Um, they told me it was the, the word Braille and together, no capitals, at gmail.com. Is that right? Um. Anyway, when I put it in the to field, it said I entered on it and it said checking names. There's no name by, and I tried to enter another list and it it did the same thing i'd like to join the the you know the braille to get you know braille together list whatever it is are you talking you know. about the braille room no it it's um the darlin said it's a public you're, email you're talking about, about dorlin catchell that yeah, has it, the sunday and the tuesday do you get the ACB uh, listing of the daily events? Yes, I do. But okay. I tried. I tried to send the link, and it. I copied it, and it said something about apostrophe, and it said something about checking names, and I put it in the to field. I don't think it. If you have the ACB thing, and you yeah. go down, it'll say join the call, and underneath that, on. it'll say the Braille room, yeah. and it's underlined. You clicked on you click on that, and you go directly to it. Yeah. No, I, I I'm I don't mean the Braille room. I mean, um, it's something about Braille together. Um, I'm not sure. Um, so I think you're looking for the email, uh, the distribution list uh, for Braille to, the Braille together call. I'm not sure the email address. Um, you should you just be could, able to click on the link and that will bring up the name into your email and you shouldn't have yeah. to copy it. You should just click on the link and that will bring now, it up. My email, email says there's no association. So I was yeah, rather than no, rather than typing it in, just click on the link and then that will bring up the correct address to, to send out. That's what so a lot of us do. to copy the link. Just yeah. click on the link. Yeah. What what is Braille together? It's the same thing, Marcia. There's an email list for you know the the actual thing is called Braille together, but she does weekend Braille together and the Braille room. It's all part of Braille together. And yeah, there is an email list you can join, yeah. and that's what what's being talked about. Maybe you can ask Dorland to subscribe you if you're having trouble. You could do yeah, that, maybe. couldn't you? She could do that. Yep. Yeah. I, I yeah. will because I I can't go on Sunday because I'm at church at six o'clock. Yeah. And sometimes Tuesday I'll well, I'll see. If you come in on if you come in on Saturday, maybe in the yeah, you know, before they get started or something like that, yeah. you know, it says, Hey Jordan, that, can you can you subscribe me? It, they start at six o'clock on Saturday night too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so okay. I didn't see it. There. I didn't okay. I'll I'll try that. Just a thought. Thank you. You got it. I wonder if I might ask a question. It's, it's Deborah again. I'm just 
I don't know, yeah. maybe if it's, I'm just concerned, is uh, um, Valine Shaw in hospital or is it serious or, or is it just something that, Abraham, something you that know better. Um, he said he had an infection. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he'll be out. He's scheduled to be out tomorrow. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so it is three minutes after the hour. Okay. Well, thank you all for coming and participating. I think mm -hmm. we've covered a lot of ground today. And next week will be, uh, it's the third Tuesday, Thursday. I keep saying it's Tuesday. They both start with T. Um, mm -hmm. is, is our poll star. And I don't know who Valine has scheduled for that, but it will be interesting. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So thank you all and have a great day. <laughs>